Please pray with me three times. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we ask for a deeper understanding, not just in our minds, but also in our hearts, that your Son, Jesus, has defeated evil. He has defeated sin and death by his cross. May his cross continue to be an eternal sign of hope in each of our hearts each day and not a sign of condemnation. And I send all evil spirits that may be present in this room, in this church, to the wood of the cross, so that we may be set free through the beauty of this holy sacrifice of the Mass. And we make all of these prayers through the Immaculate Heart of Mary as we all pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. This past week, Father Matt and I were watching Lord of the Rings, and I love Lord of the Rings because there's always a sense of hope in the Lord of the Rings. There's always the hobbits or Gandalf looking at a sense of hope in the readings, or in the, in the, in the movie. And as we were looking at that, I was meditating upon this week's readings, and I don't know if a lot of us saw it, but, or heard it, but it said, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow us. That means an exorcism was happening, and that's what I wish to preach on today about the reality of exorcisms and what exorcisms are and what they are not. And if you get anything out of this homily, I just want to say it right now. The whole goal is to pray daily, to go to Mass weekly, and to go to confession monthly. That is our protection against evil. So I just want you to repeat that with me. We're called to pray daily, go to Mass weekly, and go to confession monthly. And if you can remember that, there's your homily. And I want to just talk about what exorcisms are and what they are not, but also look at the power of confession, because there's definitely a direct correlation in the rise of satanic and evil activity in our culture in relation to the avoidance of the sacrament of reconciliation. More and more satanic activity, less and less people going to confession. And reconciliation is more powerful than 100 exorcisms. One, one confession is more powerful than 100 exorcisms. And when we hear about exorcisms in our gospel today, and we hear about what's happening, the deliverance of evil, a lot of people will ask, why did God create Satan? Why did God create Satan and allow evil to happen? Well, the fact is that God did not create Satan. Lucifer is an angel of God, and Lucifer chose not to serve God, which is when his name became Satan, or also the adversary. And then some people ask, well, why does God allow Satan to exist? Well, Jesus loves you so much that he wants you to choose him. He loves you so much he wants you to choose him every day, and he makes it a clear choice. Either you are going to follow the light or you are going to follow the darkness. And we must remember we choose Jesus by accepting or rejecting the cross and living out of that reality, whether we want to go to heaven, hell, or purgatory. And when we hear about what, when the Lord was tempted, we have to look at Matthew 4. So I just want to quick read through the first few verses of Matthew 4 and talk about exorcisms and what the evil one likes to do to us. In Matthew 4, we hear that then Jesus 
was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. And the tempter approached him and said to him, If you are the Son of God. The first temptation of the evil one is at the identity of Jesus, but also look at our culture and our identity crisis. And the evil one continues and says, Command that these stones become loaves of bread. And Jesus said in reply, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and where their hands will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to them, All these things I shall give to you, if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship alone, and him you shall serve alone. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So when we look at satanic activity, when we look at the reality of evil, demons don't just show up. They are invited by different pagan rituals, satanic rituals, and occult practices. And we, by our own free will, end up opening doorways to the satanic. And most of the time it's because we are very curious and also we're very impatient to the answers we wish we could receive in prayer. And when we look at the reality of exorcisms and how they happen, we always have to know that someone comes to a priest and is, is interviewed by a team, is never done alone. This is also why the whole me and Jesus thing doesn't work. We are made to worship as a family, and even when someone comes forward with a possible case, they are interviewed by a team, and usually that team consists of a priest, a team of doctors or physicians, lay people, psychologists, and somebody who may know a few different languages. And they usually start with different deliverance prayers. They don't just jump right into an exorcism. And when, that, when those prayers happen, typically deliverance prayers are enough for most people. But an exorcism can take sometimes, for some people, different prayers up to four years before the demon is delivered. But we have to ask ourselves here in this age, what are the doorways to the demonic? What are doorways to evil? So I'm not pointing any fingers at you. I'm hoping you take this as, I never knew that before. Thank you for enlightening me. If you never knew these things before, I just ask you to listen carefully. I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm just hopefully trying to take you from a dark place to a light place. The number one way that we see um, evil happening is through human sacrifice. That is the number one way that is a doorway to the demonic. And by human sacrifice, I do mean abortion. And if anybody has had an abortion or participated in abortion, bring it to the light, get it out of the darkness, and bring it to the light in the confessional and receive healing. Because the way the evil one works is legalism. He traps you in lies and says there's no way out. There's no way Jesus could ever forgive you. And that is just a lie. Jesus is, all about, Jesus is all about free will. He wants you to know that he has freedom, but he wants you to choose him. He never forces himself upon you. So the first doorway is human sacrifice. The second doorway that we see typically is called divination which is the manipulation of divine or, scapego or scapegoating for quick answers to get difficult questions that are not immediately answered in traditional prayer. 
So sometimes we have to know that prayer takes time. It doesn't happen just at a snap of our fingers. Also, I get asked often, is yoga a doorway to evil? Typically, it's, only, it's, it's okay if we only, only, only use it for stretching. But we have to know that these yoga stretches are in poses of different gods in the Hindu and Buddhist religion. When yoga is used for enlightenment or for a deeper sense of awareness, it can definitely be a portal to evil. The next doorway to evil is abuse. 80% of, of exorcist cases of people have been from people who have been abused sexually. And we really have to take that ser- seriously because it's a soul wound and someone is trapped in that wound and we have to bring it to the light and not leave it in the darkness. Another way is the Ouija board. And the reason why that is, that is a doorway to evil is because we're talking with spirits that are not of God. And the best thing to do is just bring it to the confessional and have it delivered. And one of the biggest ways we see it happening in this day and age is through pornography. Pornography is a doorway because it's so full of evil. These, most people that do pornography are on, are on drugs. It's not real. And they find themselves trying to overcome an addiction. And if you have found yourself do that, bring it to the confessional, bring it to the light. Don't leave it in the darkness and seek help. Some people ask me, are drugs a doorway to evil? They definitely can be. But when the person becomes addicted, that is for sure a doorway to evil. Any occult or new age movements are definitely doorways to evil. So if you've ever messed around with Wicca or Wiccans, witches, black magic, psychics, seances, and seances are when people try to conjure up a soul of a dead person. You ever mess around with tarot cards, palm readings, crystals, spells, going to a medium, or a person who channels energy, those are doorways to evil because you're not seeking prayer. You're not persevering through prayer. And anybody who has made a pact with Satan or a relationship with Satan become involved in these lies and, the, and, and that you can't get out. There's no way out. And that's the legalism that the evil one works in. And remember, remember that the evil one always works in the opposite way the Lord works. And the Lord always respects your free will. He wants you to choose him. If you've ever messed around with wizards or practitioners of magic, energy or Reiki masters, those are spirit guides. We have to be very careful with those people and stay away from them because they're not leading us to Jesus, to ultimate truth. And a lot of times what I've seen recently is I've seen a lot of people used to hide behind their closed doors to do evil. But what I've seen recently is it's out in the open. You can go on YouTube and you can look up Beyonce. And Beyonce does an interview and she even admits, I allow a spirit to overtake me and she is named Sasha Fierce. And whoever's performing on that stage, that's not me. And she says it blatantly in an interview. And all of these spirits are against the first commandment. And they, they have, we found it very, very popular in our American culture because we become enslaved to instant gratification. The question we have to ask ourselves is, does everything have to be right now? I need food right now. I need my cell phone right now. I need a drink right now. I need my pills right now. For the youth, I need to play Fortnite right now. Everything's at our fingertips, and we don't have our precious, like I talked about in The Lord of the Rings. It's all about me, 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 I, I, I. 
But Satan loves to seduce us with the spirit of individuality and the spirit of self-reliance. The spirit of self-reliance isolates us in our suffering, and so does Satan. And when we have that spirit of self-reliance, it's, I got this. I don't need your help. But Jesus came to save each and every one of us and to gather us as a family, as his mystical body. And the spirit of self-reliance is one of the strongest and most evil in America today. But we are gathered here as a family, and we, we need to reclaim the spirit of solidarity. We are relational beings. We are made, made and created for relationship, and we are stronger when we pray in solidarity as a force for good against evil. And when we gather together, we are not individuals here. We are the mystical body of Christ. And when we gather as a family, we are stronger for doing so, stronger against the temptations and manifestations of evil. And this is, this is why when people say, I find God more out in the woods, or I find him more by the water when I fish, it's falsity. It's not true, because we are alone in our minds, and we play tricks on ourselves all of the time. We are created for community. That's the truth. And we are always stronger when we are together rather than when we are divided. And again, the answer to all this is pray daily. Go to Mass weekly and confession monthly. So the whole point here is not to make you think, oof, is there any hope for me? No, the whole point is to know that Jesus performed many healings in the Gospels and at many times he performed an exorcism. And I'm not trying to make you think there's no hope for you. There is definitely hope in the world. We must remember that in the Gospels, Jesus said 60 times, do not be afraid. And Jesus tells us to resist the devil and not to be afraid of the devil. And four ordinary ways of protection are a faith life, a prayer life, a sacramental life, and a moral life. And if you're not Catholic, a, a faith life, a prayer life, and a, and a moral life are for you. And we must have an active relationship with Jesus. We must take between 10 and 20 minutes of silence with Jesus every single day to spend time with our Lord and Savior, spend time with him in the scriptures and the sacraments, spend time with him in front of the Blessed Sacrament at our Adoration Chapel, and share your experiences with him in private, but also share with those around you. And if you feel like your house, your home is unsafe or it's not at peace, it's definitely normal, very, very normal, to ask a priest to come over and bless your house and consecrate it to the sacred heart of Jesus. And one thing that we've also kind of shied away from is we need to get back to praying our rosary daily. One of my favorite saints, St. Padre Pio, who we just celebrated his feast day last week Sunday, he called the rosary his weapon against the evil one. And these are sacramentals. Sacramentals are very powerful against evil. We should all have holy water in our homes. We should all have scapulars, blessed salt. We should make the sign of the cross often. That is a sacramental. We should have holy medals of different saints and get them blessed. We should have miraculous medals of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Statues and holy images, holy cards, those are sacramentals. Those are power against evil. And we must form devotion to, the, to St. Michael the Archangel. We've seen a huge increase in demonic activity after Vatican II in the 1960s and early 1970s. We stopped praying the St. Michael prayer after Mass. We're called to be fighters for Christ. We're called to be warriors for our Lord and Savior. And we have an army of archangels, an army of saints that fight for us, that have a stronger relationship 
with Jesus, but a stronger one than they even had. And Christ does not interfere with our free will, which is intrinsic to our nature. We're made to be free, and we must always know that victory has been won, but the battle still goes on. The battle still goes on, and the war has been won. And we must claim the victory for Christ every time we pray that St. Michael prayer. And we must fight the good fight. And if you know someone who's hurting, reach out to them, ask them, and bring them to the light, and don't remain in the darkness. And again, the whole purpose of this is to say, yes, evil does exist. Yes, exorcisms still happen. But if we want to remain strong in our faith, we must pray daily, go to Mass weekly, and confession monthly. We must make resolutions to walk in the light and not in the darkness. And it's never too late for any of you to be forgiven. It's never too late for any of you to come back to the truth. And you must always know that the Lord is always constantly knocking at the door of your heart as we hear in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at your door, knocking and waiting. And if you open the door, I will enter and I will eat with you and you with me. And we, when we open our hearts to him, he brings his peace, he brings his joy, and he brings his mercy. And let us pray and close by praying one St. Michael prayer, asking the Lord to help us in our weakness, to strengthen our community, and to fight the good fight, to promote light and not darkness. As we all pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.